0: You're listening to the NOAA Ocean Podcast. I'm Kate Nielsen. Following World War I, America saw an increase in the supply of reliable maps and the use of new technology to make navigation safer. Much of that activity can be traced to E. Lester Jones, director of the U.S. Coast and Geodetic Survey from 1915 to 1929. Jones was instrumental in creating the Coast and Geodetic Survey commissioned officer corps in 1917 now known as the NOAA-commissioned Officers Corps, one of the seven uniformed services of the United States. Today, NOAA Corps officers serve on the sea, in land, and in the air in a wide variety of roles. NOAA Corps officers command NOAA's fleet of research and survey ships. NOAA Corps officers also pilot NOAA's environmental data gathering aircraft, including the agency's Hurricane Hunter planes. The NOAA Corps is celebrating a century of service to the nation this year, 2017. Joining us today is Lieutenant Matt Forney to talk about NOAA Corps. Lieutenant Forney is the interagency liaison for the NOAA Coast Survey. Hi, Lieutenant Forney. Welcome to our show.
1: Hey, good afternoon, Kate.
0: Lieutenant Forney, can you share with our listeners, what is the connection between NOAA's Office of Coast Survey and the NOAA Corps?
1: So, actually, uh, our roots actually go all the way back to Thomas Jefferson when he signed a bill to commission the very first Survey of the Coast. Um, and he actually named the first superintendent as Ferdinand Hassler. But our birthday is really May 22, 1917. There was a law establishing the U.S. Coast and Geodetic Survey as the Commission Corps. After about two reorganizations in 1970, uh, NOAA was established with the National Weather Service, National Marine Fisheries Service, Oceanic and Atmospheric Research, National Environmental Satellite Data and Information Service, and the National Ocean Service. We became the NOAA Corps, serving in all five offices, as well as the U.S. Coast Guard, NASA, Department of Defense, and the Department of State.
0: So it sounds like the roots, then, of NOAA Corps are in Coast Survey, how does NOAA Corps support the mission of NOAA Coast Survey?
1: So NOAA Corps serves both scientists and technical experts on our on our platforms afloat, collecting data to support the generation of nautical charts.
0: And what inspired you to join the NOAA Corps?
1: Oh, that's a that's a great question, and I love it when uh, folks ask that question of me. I. Uh, 10 years ago, I was uh, living in California, of all places. Um, being a guy originally from Cincinnati, Ohio, that's a little far from home. And uh, growing up, I was always a part of, of the Boy Scouts, and I was wearing a uniform, and I loved the camaraderie. And I always had this deep desire to do science and also serve the nation. And that's when I found Corps, and it, it, it seems like the best fit of all the services was that I was able to use my, my love for science and, and passion but also still wear a uniform and serve the United States of America, and really growing up, it just kind of made sense I Cincinnati, Ohio, the Ohio River was right there. I always saw these these tugboats going up and down the river, carrying all these goods, and there were piles of coal and, and timber and and just goods moving across the country and always was like, what what does it take to be on one of those boats? And then I realized, wow, I could do science and be on one of those boats at the same time, also supporting uh, the movement of goods, not, not in the uh, riverine system, but uh, actually the whole world.
0: Can you share with us what it's like working in the NOAA Corps?
1: So the NOAA Corps is really a lot like any other job. You show up, you, you do your work, but the beautiful part about it is that you're expected to be a leader doing that work. And that's, that's where I find, I guess, the, the best benefit is, is that you are a leader to not just uh, do science, but also also make that science become a reality and make it a part of, of everyday life in, in America.
0: What are some of the positions that you've held? I know we talked about how NOAA Corps officers may be in the sky, on land, or in the water? What positions have you held?
1: So Kate, I'm actually more of the of the sea type guy. Uh, I've, I've done, in, and mostly in Alaska of all places, uh, I've done uh, two sea tours in Alaska, both on the uh, NOAA ship Fairweather. Uh, and That was a vessel that conducted hydrographic surveys for the support of making new nautical charts and also updating those nautical charts. I've also served on land before, in my current position as the uh, interagency liaison for, office, for the Office of Coast Survey, but also as the uh, navigation manager for Alaska, where I pretty much brought all the uh, survey priorities to NOAA from the users of our products.
0: Lieutenant Forney, what has been your most memorable experience as a NOAA Corps officer?
1: So you know, that's another thats another really good question. and. One of my favorite parts of, of the NOAA Corps is that it takes you to some breathtaking, amazing places. And it's always funny how maybe some of the, at the time, maybe some of the worst experiences that you've ever could imagine have become the best, mem- most memorable experiences. Uh, I do believe it was back in 2009 I was in Glacier Bay National Park for about eight weeks. And part of doing a hydrographic surveying is that you need to get your... Uh, figure out what is the datum where where is the water level and so we were installing a water level station a tide gauge in glacier bay and it was one of the snottiest days i think i've ever seen the wind was blowing rain was pouring down it was probably about 45 degrees and i was hanging off of a of a a small cliff about six feet off the water, it was vertical, and uh, someone was holding on to, you know, holding on to my, wow. my lower half, as my, my, probably from chest and head were hanging over, trying to get a bolt into the rock. And while I was doing that, there was this little gully I was laying in, and water was kind of just running right down my belly, uh, down my chest, and off my chin, right into the water. And it was just that simple, funny thing that happened that the whole team out there kind of started cracking up laughing and it just became a, a wonderful, beautiful day, even though it was snotty, rainy, blowing. But we also had a glacier sitting right there that we were looking at while we were doing this. So it's it kind of kind of one of those, it, it made the beautiful days just seem that much more beautiful when you kind of experience something like that. And, and really the camaraderie of that experience brought it, made it an amazing experience.
0: Great story. Thanks, Lieutenant Forney. And Given that you can be out on a project or out on a mission for weeks at a time, what are some of the challenges then involved, in your case, in in working at sea?
1: So working at sea, the hardest part, I think, is you really don't get to go home from work. You end up sleeping, eating, and doing everything, even your recreation time, trying to work out. You're always at work. And someone always knows where to find you, uh, especially when you're on a ship that's only 231 feet long, there's only so much real estate that 40-some-plus people can 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 occupy. So that's really one of the big challenges. But also, the great part about, just like there's a negative with everything, there's also a positive. And the beautiful part about being at sea is that you do form that camaraderie. You do friend form friendships for life. And uh, the great part is is that they're not just your colleague, but they're also a trusted friend. So I think the quality of work that comes out of that environment is just that much better because you don't want to let your buddy down sitting next to you who's not just a co-worker but also a buddy. Right. And they're relying on something that you produce as well as you're relying on something that they produce.
0: How can someone apply to be in the NOAA Corps? If one of our listeners today hears, hears this interview and they're really inspired uh, by the experiences and the work that you're able to do, how can they, how can they join NOAA Corps?
1: So, Kate, I knew this question was coming, and actually, I did my homework, I actually checked all the major search engines, and if you simply search NOAA core, the very first thing that pops up is actually the way, it's the link to the NOAA core page, it tells you all about our history, all about what you can expect, and also it tells you exactly how you can apply to become a NOAA Corps officer. And believe me, I know the recruiters. They're amazing folks. Please don't hesitate to contact them with any questions or concerns.
0: Lieutenant Forney, I always like to ask everyone that we interview if they have any final closing words to leave our listeners with.
1: Really, Kate, I just want to thank you for having me here, and it's a wonderful honor to be here to participate in this podcast. Really, I'm just really excited to be a part of the century of service during the centennial year, and really I look forward to uh, hopefully uh, another 100 years of service for for the NOAA Corps.
0: That's it for this episode of the NOAA Ocean Podcast. Thanks to Lieutenant Matt Forney for talking with us about his experience with NOAA Corps. To learn more, visit our website at oceanservice.noaa.gov. We appreciate you taking the time to learn with us and hope you'll join us again soon. Until then, thanks for listening.